Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. It's Mr. Icar. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy Sports and Politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Hello everyone and welcome once again to a great Thursday night. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, joined by my steam co-host Jeff the Joker. We make up uh, two-thirds of the FSP crew show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again, 347-637-3220 is the place to be. If you want to talk to Jeff or me, we got a chat room sitting out there for you. Uh, what you put in it, what you're going to get out of it, question, comment, statement, you can all do that in that chat room if you like. Um, it's uh, uh, fantasy football season, so if you want to jump in there and ask a question on fantasy football, Jeff and I will surely be uh, uh, accommodating for you. Uh, we got a great show in store for you today. Uh, we may be talking about a little fantasy um, because this is week 14 in reality and in fantasy. The fantasy playoffs start for most leagues. Some leagues, uh, this is the last week before they start their playoffs next week and go to the uh, uh, last week of the season. Um, and that's a unique thing um, in a couple of leagues. And Jeff, Jeff I think, is in a one, at least one league like that. Um, um, it's not the most ideal way to play, but it is what it is. Um, also going to talk about some divas, and I'm not talking about wide receivers. Unbelievable. Just think about this, people. When's the last time you heard a wide receiver say, throw me the damn ball this year? When's the last time you heard that? It has been a while, but we got a running back saying, give me the damn ball. Uh, and you got another running back uh, that is still disgruntled from a trade that took place in the offseason. Um, both coming from the same coach, so we're going to talk about that and and the um, uh, uh, I don't want to call it a hot mess, but a mess in the NFC East. We happen to have a NFC fan um, of one of the teams in the NFC uh, give his perspective on it, and uh, um, some Thursday night football. We got a lot a lot going, um, an hour to do it. So without further ado, let's bring in my esteemed co-host, and I always say it because it's true, my fellow Jersey guy, him from the north, I'm from the south, if I should, should say like that, um, but with two Jersey guys here, Jay and Jay, what's up, Jeff? Hey, Jerry, what's going on? 
Not that much, man. I mean, uh, you know what, Jeff? Let's let's talk about this first, okay? And and, and I, I hope I don't I'm not catching you off guard. Um, but um you've been active in one of our leagues trying to get the um um scoring changed. Uh yeah. to Just to a little uh bit. um and and I want you to expound on that. I give you all you all the time you need to expound on your reasoning, uh, um, what you wanted to do with it versus what it is now. Um, well, well, I hope um, I haven't caught uh, you off guard, but uh, uh, no, no, sir, not at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna uh, probably put some of what I'm saying into the message board uh, just mm-hmm. because so other people could see it. And and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I've been to me, I think the time to talk about scoring changes is at the end of the season, not next August when. You don't remember what happened last year. You know, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. So you're right. The thing is, I mean, I think a lot of experienced fantasy players like yourself and like mm-hmm. Vic, the commissioner, they, you mm-hmm. know, they like variety. I get that. I, I like that right. too. I just don't like too much variety. And okay. specifically, this league, the quarterback scoring is too high. Uh, they get fractional points for passing attempts and passing completions, which to me are are meaningless statistics. It's all about yards and touchdowns. They also get seven yards for a touchdown pass, which it's a little high, but that's okay. Um, You add all that up, and after 13 weeks, the top 23 scorers in our league are all quarterbacks. That includes guys who miss games, too, like Flacco. I mean that that to me is too lopsided. You know what I mean? And okay. there's other ways to get variety than making the quarterback the first, second and third priority every team. Um it, it, in the same league, if you remember last year the way the scoring was, the running backs were getting I think uh one point per carry, which really right. added up and you didn't have to be a great running back. You just had to carry the ball a lot. And, right. And that created a very a different kind of lopsided scoring. Also, that there was no PPR, so the, the wide receivers were about as important as kickers. And specifically, I remember, you know, I made a, <laughs> a trade for running back, and you thought it was a horrible trade. But, hey, any running back with a pulse was valuable, which in right. some leagues, the trade did go through. And mm-hmm. you were right. In most leagues, that would have been a lousy trade. But in that mm-hmm. tr- league, that was an acceptable trade. And there's other ways to get variety besides getting a little too creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Um, you know, like last year we had, uh, you know, both IDP and team defenses. Well, that, that's interesting. I, I like that. We could bring back the team defenses, you know, and keep the IDP, you know, the defensive players. And there's a lot of other ways, because I don't like it when the scoring is too cute or too exotic or too whatever. I'm not sure the right word. Because you, you know what? Like, I mean, I like variety, and there's different ways to get it. I just don't want it too tricky or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Okay. Well, Jeff, and, and I didn't plan this. I did not plan yeah. this at all. Um, I, I I do this every week. I, I invite him every week. Sometimes he comes on. Sometimes he doesn't. 
It just by chance he's coming on. He just came on as you was talking about the uh, uh, um, the, the, the particular subject. So I want to get the commissioner of the Our Yahoo League an opportunity to talk, Mister Victor Gardner. How you doing? How you how you feeling? First of all, how you feeling? You know Mr. what? We're not even going to talk about that, Jerry. We're not going to talk about that. No, no, I'm ser- I'm serious. I, I was concerned because the way the way uh, Saturday's program was cut yes. short, I was concerned yes. that, and I I text you and Don't you never it. responded back it. to me. With, uh, well, yeah, everything came out okay. Um, but <laughs> everything came out. Shut up, okay. shut up, Jerry. Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> well, you so said anyway, it. <laughs> shut up, Jerry. So, at any rate, you speak of the devil, and the devil will appear. So it's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP doing it because I do it for you all day, every day. And just mm-hmm. my friend, I'm about to do a, 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 a Biden on you, my friend. My friend, <laughs> um, listen, if you're going to be the rinse too damn high guy, you know, it's all good. I got you. I still love you. But here's the deal. Um, the scoring system has been modified. It's been modified a couple of times in the past couple of years. And against my better judgment, I reduced the numbers um, on the running backs and receivers and stuff like that. Uh, to compensate for some of the the issues you brought up last year. Now, the proposal you originally put up, which is a more traditional-based scoring system, I totally dislike and disagree. I know it's the Yahoo settings and all that. I don't want that. Um, I personally well, like excuse, that, big excuse me, That's just an example. That's just an example. Yeah, yeah, just so yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted people to know what I mean by traditional scoring because some people – might not be sure, so I put that to fully illustrate oh, yeah. that that is just a, a direction. That's just an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Those types of scorings, I, I totally dislike because I'm I actually am not happy with the scoring this year. Uh, to be honest, I prefer to see more 200, 300 scores because every game and I and I between you and I, I don't know if it went out to the public, but I told you we had like maybe three or four games that could have ended in a tie had we had those basic, uh, you know, settings like you had had showed me. And I don't like ties. If they happen, they happen. But if we can find ways to avoid them, that's great. Uh, I lost by like .1, I won by like .7, which is great. Now, uh, the value of positioning, and I agree with you 110%, one section should not be higher than the other. However, however, I'm going to give more latitude in the quarterback position because they have so much more involvement. Now, you made a trade with Jerry, and you mentioned it, whereas you traded Andrew Luck for Le'Veon Bell. And as you said, in our league, that's a fair deal. Now, it didn't turn out too fair for you both, uh, but it helped you a lot more than it did Jerry um, at at that point. But at the same time, um, the value in that type of trade you could not question it because of the settings in other leagues. As you said, that'll be a questionable trade. Um, personally, uh, I, I didn't want to get rid of the team defense and only go with IDPs, but the league spoke, so I reacted. And I agree with you. I want to bring that back. Team defense as well as individual players, uh, individual defensive players. Um, I don't want to get rid of kickers and stuff like that, but what I want to do 
is I want to have more excitement. Like this week, this is the final week of that regular season league. There are still three spots available up for grabs. And I know Jerry doesn't like going to week 17 and all that. I got it, I got it, I got it. But that leads to your drafting strategy as well as your waiver wire pickups. That's why we have the budget for the waiver wire. Because in Yahoo, you run out of money, you can still pick somebody up, but they have to clear waivers. In ESPN, you run out of money, you pick anybody up. Um, so with that being said, um, the functionality of the settings and scoring is conducive to my way of, of, of being and enjoying fantasy. Um, first, I'll give you another example. FanDuel versus DraftKings. FanDuel, and I'll use baseball and football, FanDuel is terrible. I will not play baseball on FanDuel. Why? Because they are so low scoring that I have no shot at placing if I don't have the right set of um of, of, of players. You know, if I don't have the right pitcher, if I don't have that, you know, I can get Edison Vaz, Val, Valdez or whatever. He's like $11,000, $12,000, but then I can't put anything around him because I can't afford anything else. You know, you have to be lucky. Um, DraftKings, you have a different, you know, you have an added place for and the dollar amounts are different, but it has higher scoring. So I'm leading into the last game of the night whether it's football or baseball, and I still got a shot. I still have a shot at winning that week or winning that money. Same thing with our weekly fantasy. You know, um, for instance, right now I'm scheduled, if, if everything goes the way the computer says, which it rarely does, I, I my game is the closest game set for this weekend by like uh, 5.3. That could be a huge difference. That point three is a huge difference. That comes from the targets, which we have. That comes from the attempts. That comes from the yards and stuff like that. So um, I hear you. I understand you. But if anything, the score will be increased for next year. And if that means because I'm adding the, the team defense, so be it. If it means I'm tweaking the running back, receiver, tight end stuff, yeah. Because I, I, well, I don't want I anybody to feel – yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, maybe just to, I mean, if you like a high-scoring league, if, you know, uh, that's the thing, maybe just uh, tweak the scoring a little, make it a half-point PPR for the wide receivers and tight ends and maybe a quarter point for the running backs, and this way, and maybe keep the quarterbacks the same, and this way the running backs and the receivers are worth a little more. And then, you know, you you still got high score, you know, and you're not going to have a lot of ties, and it makes the the wide receivers and the running backs a little more relevant. But, I mean, if, if you went with full-point PPR, that might jack it up a little too high, you know. Oh, no, but no, no. Just, I agree. I yeah, agree. but, I, I mean, the, and I already said this, I mean, the top 23 scorers are quarterbacks. That's too high. That, that That's 23. That's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. And that's why I said I'm a, I'm amicable when it comes to tweaking the scoring, but I don't want the scoring to go down. If anything, I right, want the right, scoring right. to go up. I mean, I, I'm, so, I'm very open. I, I just, I, I, to me, you know, that that's why I just, I put up the Yahoo as an t- example, a traditional, 
uh, okay, you guys aren't traditional. I'm cool with that. I get that because you guys are experienced players, and I've definitely noticed experienced players tend to like a little more variety, get it, and I'm kind of one of those too. But I don't like too much variety. <laughs> and, you know. Oh, uh, hey, Donald Trump. Hey, Donald Trump. <laughs> hey, my hair is real, okay? <laughs> and that guy screwed more people than the government, okay? <laughs> I got you, brother. All right. Well, I just, I, it's it just, just a heck of a coincidence that, uh, um, as I was talking to you about this thing, Jeff, uh, uh, I saw Vic jump on there, so I decided to uh, get you two together and not air it out, but uh, get you two. Besides going through the message board on on the uh, web page, uh, actually talk talk uh, talk about it, uh, even though it's on the air. Um, okay, uh, like I had said, and maybe maybe Victor, you know, I, I hate to put my two cents in here, but I'm not a big proponent of um, uh, of um, quarterback completions, but uh, I, I eliminated him from one of my leagues. We had a. a uh, uh, one one of the leagues I was in, and I was happened to be the commissioner, um, had completions in, uh, like you said, Jeff, it jacked the the quarterback too high, um, and I, I had to I just I just knocked that out quite naturally. The scoring went down a little bit, not dramatically, but it went down. And but uh, believe it or not, um, this league was uh, the most competitive, and it's the same league I'm talking about, more, most competitive. Out out of uh, the, the years that it's been in in in, um, in existence, which is, I think it's in, in fact this is, this is the anniversary year, so tenth anniversary year. So um, that's just a thought. I, I eliminated completions from from quarterbacks, and for for whatever reason, um, it made the league more competitive. Anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about, and, and Jeff heard me heard me say this um, when I first came on, and I'm going to again because Victor. You, I'm pretty sure you, you know what's going on. That uh, uh, there hasn't been a diva wide receiver jumping out there and saying, give me the damn ball, throw me the damn ball, um, in quite a while. I, and I can't remember who was who was the last one this year that uh, echoed those those thoughts. But we have a running back who went to the owner of the team that he plays for and – Oh, damn near about said that. Give me the damn ball um, because he didn't got get enough uh, of of um, touches in his last game, even though the team won. Now, I don't know if anybody saw that uh, rant, and I wish I had it, but I don't, um, that um, Herm Edwards had on, I think it was NFL Lotto, was on, it was on SportsCenter, whatever it was, on ESPN. But Herm Edwards, uh, old school type of player, and a coach uh, went off, went off on these uh, running backs, and I'm talking about um, Demarco Murray from the uh, Eagles, and formerly from the Eagles, uh, uh, Lashawn McCoy, uh, talking about um, I-, I want the ball for one, and the other one uh, talking about I'm not shaking the hand of the coach, uh, I didn't like the coach uh, uh, do- doing what he did. Um, I- he he he's 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 a smart guy, but if uh, he walks up to me, I'm not shaking his hand. Um, and and Chip Kelly, because I'm just reading an article here, and Chip Kelly said that trade 
that sent Sean McCoy to the Buffalo Bills wasn't handled right. Uh, he said that he understands McCoy's feelings today after the running back told reporters he wouldn't shake Kelly's hand when the Bills visited the Eagles on Sunday. How he was traded, it wasn't handled right. I've said that before. I did not get an opportunity to talk to him, and it's a lesson that we should never do. Kelly said the trade was worked out a day before it was approved by the NFL office. The Eagles and Bills agreed not to inform the players involved, McCoy and linebacker Kiko Alonso, until the deal was approved. We were told that the trade wasn't initiated and wouldn't be initiated until the next morning. So there were no phone calls to be made. And then all of a sudden, I'm driving to an event, and he's been traded. I felt bad that I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I called him. He didn't answer my phone call. I know he was pissed, and he should be he should be pissed, and rightly so. Uh, Kelly said he feels we did the right thing at the time. We traded an outstanding runner back, running back for a linebacker, but we also traded seven hundred thousand dollars, which is Alonzo's salary, for eleven point nine million, which is uh, McCoy's cap number. With all those situations, there's money involved. Um, when they traded uh, Nick Foles and Sam Bradford, they did it right. This is what they said. This is what happened. Jeff and me were both on the phone together and said, all right, when we are going to make the call, let's call now. When we had done our phone calls with our players, text each other. He texted me he was done. I texted him I was done. I then called Sam. He then called Nick. That's the way it should have been done. It wasn't handled the right way with LaShawn. I understand why he's unhappy about it, and he should not be happy about it. And he should not be happy about it. That's why I apologize for that. I didn't happen the right way. All right, uh, let's address the, uh, LaShawn McCoy. He still seems like he – well, I didn't seem. He's still bitter, even though he said he's not bitter, about what took place, uh, him leaving and going to Buffalo, even though he's been balling out and they've been having their struggles in um, in uh, the uh, um, Philadelphia. Uh, I'll go to Jeff first and then Vic before we get to um, DeMarco. I want to – Put it to bed with LaShawn. What's your thoughts about LaShawn um, still mouthing off about Chip Kelly? Talk to me, Jeff. You know, I remember, uh, well, LaShawn McCoy said some more, more stuff about uh, Chubb Kelly a while ago. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's the media that keeps bringing it up. Um, and now, you know, uh, that they're playing each other, it's, it's brought up again. I mean, uh, uh you know, uh, McCoy wasn't too happy to be traded to Buffalo, but he got a lot happier once they uh, renegotiated his contract. I don't know. This this is kind of old news, you know. I mean, uh, I mean, he hasn't been playing well lately. Got off to a slow start with the hamstring, but he's been uh, that whole offense has been playing very well lately. But nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about some jerk, fat slob coach who isn't liked by one of his former players. Whoop de doo, you know. That hate that trade was handled poorly. I don't like that. I mean, even though these guys get paid a lot of money, they're still men. They should be treated with respect. But believe me, I, I, I've seen people get fired from jobs uh, with, with very little respect. You know, uh, that's life. Unfortunately, um, you know, uh, it's old news. It's kind of tired. Talk to me, Vicky. Well, my friends, I would like to say that. Um, I, I'm going to side with Shady. I'm going to side with Shady on this. And the reason why I'm going to side with Shady and probably DeMarco, and I think you have the incorrect information on DeMarco, but you said we're going to wait on that. Um, Shady has a right to be upset because, one, he saw what happened with Deshaun and uh, Macklin. 
he defended Chip when that took place. He said, well, you know, it's Chip's style. It's this, that, and the third. What could happen without it? So he played the company role when all that other stuff happened. Now, when it happened to him, he felt betrayed. And what happens when you feel betrayed? You lash out. Some people carry, you know, grudges longer than others. Uh, some people feel as though, you know what, this is a business, but I I had my life there, I had everything there, and I love that, that area, da-da-da-da-da. So I feel like you stabbed me in the back after I went to bat for you. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's a diva, and I saw that, that thing with Herm Edwards. He was, you know, mad about what Shady did and, and Shady said. He said, look, you go to him and you do this, that, and the third. Herm, I respect you. I really do. But if we're going to keep talking about defending the shield and the respect of the game, how about the coaches and owners and those in positions of power do the same and don't put all the onus on just the players? Um, So with him lashing out, having those feelings for him, that's fine. But also Fletcher Cox said, I'm going to shake his hand after the game because, you know, while they're playing, I'm going to try to knock the snot out of them. And that's the mentality you got to have. Nothing says I have to like that coach when he is my coach or when I'm going against him. The only mandate is, is that the coaches shake hands in the center of the field at the end of the game. You know, of course, now you're going to see cameras all in his face and, and, and you know, uh, Chip's face at the end of the game, regardless of the outcome, just to see what happens. Shady may or may not shake his hand, but in this instance, I understand where he's coming from. I truly do, and I can say, you know what, you feel betrayed, you feel hurt, now I'm going to go out and ball out you know, the best I can be and hurt these guys the best way I can. Since I can't go to the playoffs, they're not either, but at least Buffalo still has a shot at it. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. Okay. Uh, and on the other side, um, uh, the media is portraying DeMarco Murray as a diva, saying that he uh, – Talked to the owner on the flight back from um, their, their their winning game uh, against New England, and uh, uh, about his light workload. Now I'm going to read this article quite naturally, Victor. You you uh, you had alluded to it, but I'm going and I'm going to um, express not express but to bring it out on air exactly what supposedly supposedly took happen happen I should say not took happen did happen. Uh, in an in-flight conversation between Eagles owner Jeffrey Lowry and DeMarco Murray after the running back's light workload in the team's victory Sunday has led to speculation that Murray is unhappy with his role in Philadelphia, but he says things have been overblown. When I signed on the dotted line, I knew I was going to be here for a long time. That's what Murray said today. I'm committed to winning a lot of games here. We've, we're tied for first place in our division. We've got a chance to do some special things here. Um, Murray also explained that speaking with Lori isn't a new development. That's not the first time I've sat next to Jeffrey. It's not the first time I've spoken to him. I was sitting right next to him. I can't speak to my boss. Um, Ed Werder, um, who's supposed to be an ESPN insider and, and gets a lot of uh, uh, good information, reported Monday that Murray was upset with his lack of carries in a Sunday's 35-28 win against the uh, New England Patriots. Everybody was surprised about that. Eagles head coach Chip Kelly said Murray was frustrated, in quotation marks. On Thursday, Murray said the report was very surprising, 
I can't control it. I don't know how it got out there. It's just communication with my boss that I worked for. I think it was definitely made a lot bigger than what it really is. Murray on the field for only 14 of the Eagles' 61 offensive plays. He carried the ball eight times for 24 yards. I didn't even know he had that much. In his prior tank, in, in his 10 prior games this season, Murray had averaged 53.8% of the Eagles' offensive plays. I wouldn't say that I was disappointed, is a quote Murray said. We won the game, so I was happy with that. Every player wants an opportunity to contribute to the team, especially me as a competitor. Obvious, obviously, it's hard. I've never been in that situation before. You've got to deal with it. Every guy in this locker room wants the ball. It's not just me. Everyone loves the football. The biggest thing for me is how I'm going to contribute to this team. I feel I can be a big piece of that. Obviously, we won the game. I'm extremely happy about that. But you always want to contribute, whether it's passing uh, the ball, blocking, catching, whatever the case may be. Um, And quite naturally, uh, it's it's ironic uh, that the Eagles, who got rid of uh, um, Shady, are facing the Buffalo Bills, who are – who took Shady and uh, Eagles have um, uh, uh, DeMarco Murray. Now, depending on how much he gets back uh, in the lineup, uh, R- uh, Ryan Matthews is, is, is uh, um, so supposed to be coming back from concussion protocol. Uh, he, and he's probably going to um, be into the um, uh, rotation of running backs. But before we get to that, um, I'm going to go to Jeff again on your thoughts on what I just read and, and all the stuff that's been swirling around since last um, Sunday about uh, DeMarco Murray uh, and uh, the so-called, I guess, ranting to his owner or running to his owner past his coach about, uh, I, I'm not getting the ball. Talk to me, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I got the impression the thing got blown out of proportion. They were sitting next to each other on the plane back from the game. Uh, First class. And I, excuse me? First class they were in. Right, right, of course, of course. Uh, I don't know why they don't use a charter, but uh, uh, and um, the early reports made it sound like he asked for a meeting. No, they were just sitting together and they they were talking. The thing is, I mean, I don't understand this Chubb Kelly. uh, (laughs) You know, you, you spend money, you bring in this guy. He's the leading uh, rusher, of course. and his offense isn't ne- the offense they run isn't necessarily a fit for his talents, um, you know. Because that's a lot of football is getting a guy who fits into your system. You know that that's a lot of football. Um, and, and what's what's the point of bringing in this guy when you know uh, he's he's a good straight ahead runner and. Um, not conducive to the kind of runner, you know, for that system. Now, also with Philly, it might have kept him off the field a few times because when they go with the no huddle, they don't substitute. So if they get a lot of three and out. So if he's in there in a three and out, that's it. But then let's say if one of the other guys is in there, um, uh, uh, shoot, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, but for one of the other days, they were using, now they're using three halfbacks. If one of those guys is in there and they're moving the ball, they're going to keep that guy in there. Right. Um, but then 
you should still be aware of it because you should want your best guy on the field. Now, Ryan Matthews, um, uh, when he, yeah, I think he's going to play this week. He, he's a pretty, he's a pretty good runner for that system. He's done pretty well with his carries. Uh, he might give them a spark. They got uh, uh, Sproles. Uh, he's done well. He's an excellent receiver. And then I think they've been playing this rookie whose name I can't even remember. So, but you, you know, you, you bring in a guy like Demarco Murray. You know, you, you think he's going to be the guy, not just uh, one of the guys. Talk to me, Victor. Well, of course. You know, um, I think they got blown out of proportion. Uh, DeMarco Murray, one of the highest-paid players on that team, if not the highest-paid player, came in to uh, be an impactful player, sees that there's a timeshare, understands that that timeshare is hurting his value as well as his name, further sees that there's a um, – there's an issue with the team chemistry. So what's the best way to, to fix your team chemistry? Easy. Win. Run the rock. Give your defense some time to, to heal. Uh, Philadelphia's defense actually isn't that bad. I think they were ranked in the top five beginning parts of the year, and then all of a sudden they just laid down and let people walk all over them. Um, last week's game, prime example, Philly didn't beat New England. New England beat New England. Um, they tried to do a little too much stuff that they don't normally do, and it played right into Philadelphia's hands. Uh, Bradford is not that great of a quarterback, even though he's an OU guy, and I appreciate it, and so is DeMarco. But at the same time, it, DeMarco had, what, six carries, seven carries, something like that? Not a lot. There wasn't much to be said about his game in a win that was a pretty good win for Philly. Um, now, not saying Larry is anything like Daniel Snyder, where he's going to, you know, bring certain players up and talk to certain players and stuff like that. But if if the guy I'm paying the most money to is sitting beside me and I ask him a question, I expect him to be honest. If he's going to sugarcoat it, what does that do? That hurts the organization. If he says, oh, we're good, you know, I understand what, what Coach Kelly's trying to do, da-da-da-da-da. And then that gives Kelly more leeway. That doesn't put him on notice. So, yes, the did go the way it's being publicized. Good for him. If it didn't, which I don't think it did, you know, still good for him. He he needs, and I'm talking about DeMarco Murray, he needs the rock. Sharing it with, with, the, uh, with Matthews, who comes back this week, and Darren Sproles, that's not going to help him. He's he's stealing the money from from Lurie and hurting his name at the same time. So, and and believe it or not, I think Philly has a lot of great talent. I don't think they're going to uh, win the East, but at the same time, you know you have to listen to your players at some time because management Chip Kelly is going to say whatever it is they need to say to keep their job as well. So okay. that's what I got. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I got to step away. Um, I got to take care of some, some business here. Uh, but as always, it's always good to talk to you guys. Hopefully I can do more of the uh, crew show because it's during a time I'm at work and in my bed waking up in the middle of the night. But, uh, you know, que sera, sera. Oh, quick question for you guys because y'all are in that area. Um, it has nothing to do with sports. 
El Chapo tells ISIS if they mess with his shipment again, he's going to wreak terror on them. Is the enemy of my enemy my friend, or should I just say, okay, Chapo, we're not going to mess with you or, or ISIS right now? Just want to get your thoughts real quick, and I'm going to be on mute as I take care of a little business. Your thoughts, Jeff? Wow. I'm not really familiar with uh, all of that, so yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. Same here, Jeff. Uh, I'm not... Uh, I, I, I'm not exactly sure what he's talking about. So, um, we don't have Fox News and uh, out of New York just posted the story where he um, Chapo tweeted and Chapo put out there saying if if ISIS messes with another one of his shipments out there in the Middle East, he's going to rain terror on them like never seen before. So, who's who is this guy? I, I'm not exactly sure who El this Chapo, guy is. He he he's the most wanted man in the world right now. He escaped from a maximum security prison by under the toilet from Mexico. And he, oh, 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 he's, he's, he's a drug guy. lord. You're talking about the drug lord. Yes. Yes, oh. the guy that threatened Donald Trump. So now he's going well, after ISIS because they messed hey, with his, his uh, stuff. The, the, the U.S. government uh, made friends with some mafia guys to help out with uh, the Second World War, uh, specifically uh, Lucky Luciano. Uh, they didn't give him a free ride, but I think they uh, they gave him a little earlier parole, and uh, he got sent back to uh, Italy, a free man after the war. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if if uh, they continue to mess with his stuff, guess what? Uh, then you're going to have another enemy um, focusing on ISIS. Uh, it, you know. Just what you said, my enemies, Miami, whatever you said, is my friend. You're right. Um, I, I, I um, hey, uh, you, you, they made, they made their bed. Uh, they're gonna have to line it, regardless of how um, uh, tainted it may be. So, this is what it is. All right, let's move on to the uh, game at hand, uh, which happens to be the, um, um. Arizona Cardinals versus the uh, Minnesota depleted defense. Um, their their Pro Bowl linemen, uh, a couple of safeties, a linebacker. They got about three or four guys that are Pro Bowl caliber players that are not in the lineup going on the road to face the uh, one of the top scoring, if not the top scoring offense in the uh, uh, NFL, and a very hot team, ten and two at the time right now, if I'm not mistaken, is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Jeff, um, you uh, uh, you follow the NFL and you know what's going on. Um, what's your thoughts on on this matchup? And, and uh, give me your give me your take on it. Okay, now. Uh, matchups are very important, uh, but sometimes you got to know all the facts because it didn't necessarily look like a good matchup for uh, uh, Cardinals uh, rookie running back David Johnson because uh, the, the Vikings' run defense for the season is pretty good, but the past few games it hasn't been. And also with four guys missing, uh, it's not the same defense as early in the season. So, uh 
David Johnson is practically uh, a must start for uh, for his game because of that. Um, so sometimes there's a little more to it, you know, that, that meets the eye. Uh, but this this is it. This is the beginning of week 14. This is the playoffs. So, uh, you know, this is uh, – you like that, huh? Right? And, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. I love, I love and, every time I hear it, I, I have to laugh. Yeah, and, you know, whatever you did in the regular season doesn't mean diddly-poo, you know. Uh, I'll yep. tell you, I, I, I love it when uh, – or I like I like it when the, the top seed get or two gets a bye, especially when that guy's me. You know what I'm saying? Because um, – because you know what? If if the top the top finishers – don't get um, – man, Johnson dropped one in the end zone, man. He should be ashamed of himself, man. You know what's crazy? Like, people will be sending him, like, hate hate mail, you know, hate uh, emails and tweets and whatnot for dropping uh, one in it. the end zone. That's oh, killing man. me. I mean, I don't do that. I'm not that crazy, you know. I mean, uh, but uh, the thing is, like, let's say in some leagues, especially if it's a smaller league, maybe 10 teams, four make the playoffs – so then it's like you could be killing it. You could be like twelve and two, score a zillion points. The only reward for that is um you know, playing the number four team, you know, which who knows, they could be hot. But believe me, that first round bye is worth fighting for. And in another league, I thought I was gonna get the first round bye, but my record was tied with another team and for a two way tie we go to head to head. I only lost three games. One of them was to him. So even though I scored 400 more points than him, he beat me out. Oh, well. Wow. Those are the rules. Wow. Um, so I missed out on the bye because in that league, only one guy gets the bye. Oh, well. You know. Really? Um, That's odd. Yeah, it's weird. Like, So there's three. the the six, So seven teams make the playoffs. So it'll be three games, you know, this week. And so the three winners plus the guy with the bye play next week. That's – yeah, I've, I've never seen that before. It's different, but, you know, not, not too tricky, you know. Um, wow, that, that's I've, – I've never seen that one. I've seen uh, – I I've usually see that either the first and second seed get a bye or uh, no one gets a bye. And, and I happen yeah, to be a yeah. – I happen, I happen to be a number one seed in, in one of my leagues um uh that I'm in uh and um I don't get a buy I'm 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 playing uh uh quite naturally the number 18 the 8th seed who happens to be red hot um and, and uh I'm I could be one of these Denver Nugget type of, uh that he could be one of these Denver Nugget type of, uh teams and, and come up and bite the uh the uh, number one seed and knock him out the first round of the playoffs. So, Lil Leary, um, he's got a, a nice set of players on his team. He's got uh, Roethlisberger, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, Jeremy Macklin. Um, he happens to be a little weak in the running back position with Ronnie Hillman and Frank Gore. So, hopefully, uh, the um, his wide receivers uh, don't have any crazy crazy uh, days. Julio, I don't think will because he's going up against the Carolina defense and Josh Norman, um, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Hopefully, he doesn't 
try to pull up, pull off one of those six touchdown um, games against Cincinnati. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I got two two guys going today. Um, I, I, the only two guys in our matchup going today, which is Carson Palmer and Larry Fitz. I got that combo. So uh, hopefully uh, they rack up some points here, give me a nice lead going into the weekend, uh, make me feel a little bit better. Um, um, then what happened to me last week when uh, um, uh, they seemed like the stars aligned for the, the another 6-7 and seven team, I was on a seven-game winning streak, five-game winning streak, something like that, and got snapped last week uh, where um, – most of my guys, only a couple of my guys uh, scored in double digits. Everyone else were in single digits and just absolutely killed me. Um, Carolina had the most points. I have Carolina as my defense. Had the most points scored against them all year uh, last week. Um, I had Robbie Gold as my kicker. You know how, how um, dependable Robbie Gold is. Well, he missed at home. He missed. Two field goals at home. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And two of my running backs. Now, I had D'Angelo Williams, Todd Gurley, and Eddie Lacy. And Eddie Lacy uh, was, was uh, I thought, was on a hot streak. And it turns out he missed curfew. So, I only got one big, fat point from Eddie Lacy and four big, fat points from Todd Gurley. So, with a combination of those four one, two, three, four, five, I guess five or whatever it is, um, players or, or um, defense. I got a minus two from Panthers. I got – as Salvage six, seven, six, five points, I think five or seven points to from Robbie Gold. Um, uh, quite naturally, uh, Todd Gurley gave me, like I said, four points. Um, and and uh, um, Eddie Lacy killed me too. I had him in my flex. Hopefully, I was just looking for some decent points. No, nothing out crazy. And they all killed me. Killed me. And then after that, uh, I find out that the, uh, the St. Louis Rams offensive coordinator gets fired, mainly for the reason he didn't find any creative ways to get the ball to their pl- best player, which is Todd Gurley. I said, well, thank you very much. It's a, it's a, a, a few weeks too late, especially the last week. But uh, going forward, I think Todd Gurley is going to get a lot more touches, whether it's running or catching the football, um, just to get him involved in the offense. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I even texted the guy that uh, it was my nephew who played me last week, and I said the stars must have been aligned for you because uh, what what could go wrong did go wrong in that that one week's matchup. So um, we'll we'll have to wait and see because I'm I'm. I'm in, like I said, I'm in the first round of the playoffs, and, and I'm the first seed, and everyone's looking to knock me off quite naturally. When you're number one, and you know it, Jeff, when you're number one, everybody wants to be the one to knock you off, uh, uh, yep, and, and yep. They, they gain a lot that much more confidence, and, and they have a shot to either win a trophy, win just a championship, or win some money from that championship. So um, I'm trying like hell not to, not to be the one, that the Denver Nuggets stock off. So um, it is what it is. Uh, but what's your thoughts on this game, um, especially on the Minnesota side, being able to move the ball against that Arizona defense in Arizona? 
Well, I, I, I think I've seen everything already. Uh, Matt Asiata caught a pass and ran a few yards. Uh, I've never seen him move so fast. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the, lately – the the only time uh, Teddy Bridgewater looks good is in those uh, Buffalo Wild Wing commercials because uh, <laughs> you know he hasn't been playing good ball lately. I mean I like the guy and uh, the NFL they need more good young quarterbacks and I think mm-hmm. he he might be the guy. Maybe it might be next year, not this year. Um, I mean, you know, four years of college, he could have come out after three. Looked very accurate, pro style passer. Um, I think maybe he's a little uh, slight build for the NFL. It hasn't been a problem just yet. Um, but, uh, you know, it cracks me up when people talk about the NFL expanding to 36 teams. They barely got enough good quarterbacks to go around for 32. And better to have too few teams than too many. Uh, mm-hmm. Take baseball, please. Uh, and uh, so – uh, especially with this year, uh, you know, this is the year of the ugly cheerleader. And uh, what I mean by that is you got guys like uh, Tony Romo and Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Andrew Luck spending a lot of time on the sidelines injured cheering for their teammates. And they're not good-looking cheerleaders, you know. <laughs> and there's been a lot of that this year. A lot of the big-name quarterbacks in this time uh, – and, um, yeah, I really wish the NFL stays at 32 teams for the, the foreseeable future because, uh, you know, you, you don't want to spend the talent spread the talent too thin. Um, right. And, uh, you know, also, I mean, this way, with 32, if somebody needs to move, there's going to be a city, you know, available. Uh, they expand the 36 teams or whatever. Also, it's very neat now with the four divisions, 14. You know, everything's all symmetrical and whatever. Uh, uh, If you expand, then, you know, if somebody wants to move, then where are they going to go to? Uh, You know, Albuquerque, New Mexico? I mean, with all due respect, it's not a big league town, you know, for sports. Right, right, Uh, right. And uh, I'll tell you, um, getting back to the Eagles, when the Eagles last year, the year before, when that offense was clicking, I loved them for fantasy because they ran so many plays. And it just made more guys relevant. And uh, also it's going to keep guys happy because there's more carries to go around for the running backs, more catches for the receivers. But when it's not clicking like this year, a lot of three and outs and, uh, you know, a lot of bad games. Uh, And I think, you know, this is the highest level of competition. I think teams are starting to figure out that offense. And once you get past the no huddle and all that, and just, you know, the quick, you know, getting back to the line quick and, you know, whatever. Once you get past that, it, it's a very simple offense. And I right. think they've figured it out. And in the ESPN league, you know, where, um, you know, I have to mention again, I got to buy, um, that after a 10-0 and start, you know, um, that one of my defensive players was part of NFL history. Uh, Stefan, I'm not sure if that's how you say his first name, Anthony. Uh, very good uh, rookie linebacker for the Saints. He, mm-hmm. he blocked uh, uh, an extra point and brought it back for two uh, points. And uh, it's the first time it's happened this year. I, I've seen the play in college for one point, and I've seen it in the arena league for one point. And uh, uh, it, it, 
I, I'm not sure when that came during the game, but imagine if that came at a like in a big game at a big moment. Um, and I'll tell you now, with like some of these teams, like Pittsburgh is going for two so often. It, it, usually, a good offense, you want the kicker, but you know, I think the guy they have now has been kicking all right. They had some problems early in the season. I don't want the Pittsburgh kicker if they're going to keep going for two pointers because you know, hey, those those. Those one point extra points they add up, you know. It's uh, sure that's what. Yeah, you know. I mean, usually with kickers, you want to go with the good offensive teams because you figure they're going to get at least a few extra points every game, maybe a field goal or two. Boom! That that's you know decent production. But you know, uh, Tomlin likes the two pointers, which the way it is now with their bad kickers earlier this season, it makes sense. So, um, but yeah, that's that's what I think about that. Yeah, I have the same philosophy. I I take usually like to take kickers that either on, on a hot offense or offense that moves the ball, and that even if they don't get into the end zone, they're going to get within field goal range, and a field goal kicker is going to be having going to going to have um, uh, more opportunities than the than a team that has difficulty moving the football. So, um, and it, it, it's paid off, even though. For some reason this year, I, I've been struggling with kickers. It seemed like I don't have too 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 much luck with everything else has been flowing pretty well, um, but uh, I haven't had too much success at least in one league with kickers. It seems like any every week something fluky happens with the kicker that I put in in, in the lineup and uh, uh, what I think they should be getting, uh, they miss field goals or miss, miss extra points. Uh, because the extra points aren't, aren't, aren't automatic like they used to be, so they're cooking them from about 30 yards out now or something like that. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens um, in the next uh, um, over this weekend. Because uh, I, I'm playing, I, I got the six seed in one of the leagues that we're in, um, and I, I'm not exactly sure if uh, I have to look at it. But I think um, I have a good shot of winning that. I think if I do, I think I go against you, Jeff, if I'm not mistaken, um, on a bye. Because uh, I'm, yeah, I'm the sixth seed and you're the number one seed. Oh, so that's I, right. I would, be, I, which, I would be going up I, against I'd, you. So I'd prefer I, – I was looking a while ago. Um, yeah, I hope my guys don't get rusty on the bye week. Uh, but I was looking at the, the possible seedings, and, you know, I, I'd rather play a friend – in the finals than in the semis. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, no, I'm serious. Cause, I yeah, mean, I know you, you are. If fantasy league with a friend, you know, there's, there's a chance you're going to play in the playoffs. Yeah. Of course, you still want to win. But my thing sure. is, I, I'd rather meet, meet you in the finals. Because this way mm-hmm. you say, hey, we both made the finals. Not, right. I knocked you out in the first round, and you knocked me out in the first round, and only one of us has a chance to get to the finals. So, right, um, right. So uh, you know, may, may the best men win, you know, or or women, because uh, there's some uh, good uh, women uh, fantasy uh, GMs. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, there are, there really are. So uh, yeah, I, don't I, don't want to disrespect any of them. Right. I was in my uh, family league, and I had won that league uh, the, the last two seasons. And uh, uh, what could go wrong went wrong in that league, and uh, I was at at an event. In fact, I was at. Two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, at my mother's eighty uh, seventh um, birthday surprise party, and my uh, son who lives in Delaware, one of my sons who lives in Delaware, came up 
and he's in the same fantasy uh, league um, that I'm in, in the family league. And he, we were going up uh, uh, against each other. And uh, quite naturally, that's two, that was two, week, two weeks ago. So um, I really had to win out to get a shot to stay, in, to, to stay in contention for a playoff position. And my own son, my own son, I'm sitting right next to him, and, and he, he said it to my face, I'm trying to put you out of the playoffs. I don't want you in the playoffs. I, I, I hate to say that, but I don't want you in the playoffs. Um, because as my season was going on, uh, my team was getting a lot stronger than it was in the beginning. And I accumulated a lot of losses early in the season. Um, and um, because the records of the teams that were in front of me, um, I could only get the seventh or eighth seed. We'd have a 14-team league and eight, eight teams get in. And uh, I was trying to uh, go out with uh, uh, somewhat of a winning streak. Well, Needless to say, um, my son beat me last week, uh, no, week two weeks ago, and uh, that helped me not make the playoffs for the first time in I can't remember how long in this league that I never made the playoffs. So um, I'm a two-time champion back-to-back on the outside this this year looking at um, someone that's going to take the trophy that I'm looking at right now from me and, and some money. So – uh, unfortunately, it, it, you could be up one year and absolutely down the next in fantasy, and that's the way you gotta have. It, it's it's a it, in my opinion, it's a uh, compilation of um, knowing who to pick, when to pick in the draft, knowing how to negotiate your lineup and, and the waiver wire during the season. But there, there's another factor that you can't control, and that's a little luck. What's your thoughts? Yeah, and you know I, I've said to a buddy uh and, and it's it's good to have a friend like this somebody who plays fantasy but you're not in any of the same leagues so you don't have to hold anything back and i've told them i like most of the time it doesn't matter how you get to the playoffs you know uh the, you know you could go eight and six but if you're hot and or have guys with very very good late season matchups you could win it you know and mm-hmm. You know, besides uh, having a, a first-round buy, which is huge, there's not usually a big penalty, a big incentive to be the number uh, one, number two team. All you got to do is make the playoffs and, uh, you know, be hot, start the right guys. Um, but I'll tell you, winning back-to-back championships, that's pretty impressive. Um, but you're right, you got to do it all. You got to draft well. You can't win it undrafted, but you could, you, you could lose it. You got to yep. do waivers. Maybe trades once in a while. You got to do the lineup. You got to do it all. If, if you know attention to detail, you know, and yep. uh, it, and it's tough. You know, you can't get everybody off of waivers because there's other, you only got so many roster spots. There's other teams you only have so many dollars or whatever. But right. you got to get somebody good. You got to get a few good somebodies over the course of the season. Because um, uh, you know, one league it was like. Uh, Guys are outbidding me like crazy early in the season. I mean, I had decent talent on my team, but I'm getting killed. I'm not, I'm couldn't even get a guy. But finally, you know, the other guy started running out of money, and I was able to pick up some talent. It was driving me nuts. Um, every league's different, you know, and that's so. I mean, some guys, you know, the great fantasy players are good in every format, but 
some leagues are are very very different, you know. So and you you got to make adjustments accordingly. All right, we come to the end of the show, Jeff. I appreciate you uh, uh, spending the time with me, and uh, good luck in your bye week, and, and good luck in your other rounds in fantasy. Um, get, people catch us next week, uh, same time, same place, 8 p.m. Thursday, um, every week. Uh, the FSP crew show will be here. Uh, Jeff, before we leave, you got anything that you w- want to say before we leave out of here? Well, um, try to make it quick. Uh, that uh, Vic was talking before about ISIS, and uh, I just heard uh, that Muhammad Ali made a statement against ISIS, also against Donald Trump, and uh, wow, that was that sounded really good. I really liked what uh, Ali said. Uh, it's probably might be one of the most famous uh, and one of the first famous uh, Muslims in the United States. Right. Um, and I really like what he had to say. And say it makes me think back all the way back. Babe Ruth. Uh, you know, in the 30s when he was still playing, was, you know, larger than life, probably one of the most famous people in America. And, uh, you know, the Nazis had risen to power. It was before the war, but Mm -hmm. people knew what they were about. They didn't have an idea about the atrocities, but they knew what they were about. And he, along with some other, I think at least 50 other prominent German-Americans, signed a statement that they were very opposed to the Nazis. And you know, this was not a guy who got into politics. And back then, athletes did not usually get involved in politics. And I'm sure he had managers or agents saying, don't bother with that. But, you know, he that's the way he felt. He was very sincere. And I, I give him a lot of credit for putting his, uh, putting his name on that. And, uh, right. you know, I mean, because, you know, there have been guys like Muhammad Ali, and you want to go back to, you know, when he was in his prime, and guys like, you know, Jim Brown and Lou Alcindor, back then who were involved with politics. But there's been a lot of guys like Michael Jordan who, you know, he doesn't care about politics. He doesn't care about black. He doesn't care about white. He cares about green. Whatever. That's Green. That's, yep. yep. That's all, you know, hey, that's his life. That's his decision, you know. Uh, right. Whatever, you know, he, he's a man. He's flesh and blood. He's not a god. Um, and But I'll tell you, I really like that Ali statement. And right before we went on the air, I saw that uh, – an all-time great NBA player from many years ago, Dolph Shays. Um, yes. That left us, 87 years old, the, the great for the old Syracuse Nationals, and uh, who would become the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, uh, coincidentally, uh, Jewish, you know. So uh, we got yep. a few good athletes, but there's not a lot of us. We're only 2% of the U.S. population. But we, Is that right? We, we, we represent on the East Coast, but... The rest of America, you know, not so much, you know. Um, and he had a son who played in the NBA for a lot of years. Not not a Hall of Fame talent, but did play in the league for many years as a backup center. And uh, Dolph, I remember, re- I, you know, reading about him as a kid because he was right before I was watching hoops. He he had a shooting coach who was, you know, you know, a slave driver practically. And I, I, they used to do stuff like having him shoot the ball into a smaller rim. You do that a lot after a while. A regular rim is nothing, you know, crazy stuff. But uh, one of the all-time great big men. So uh, uh, may he rest in peace. And I think Adam Silver made a statement. Okay. Uh, with that being said, uh, people, thanks for joining us. Uh, tune in next week, 8 p.m. And then uh, we'll be uh, on the way out as we uh, tonight. Tonight, 
So take care and uh, um, be safe. As always, uh, the master, excuse me, as always, Jerry uh, is going to uh, be on um, Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Jeff, every now and then, jumps on there and uh, uh, gives us his wisdom on a week's matchups, which is the master plan. And this is week 14, first week in the playoffs. Tune in, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right now, we're out. See ya. Yeah. Mr. Encore, fantasy sports and politics crew, yeah, check, fantasy sports and politics, ain't no other talk show hot as this, cover every Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.